what's going on here is it is the weekend. Why not? Here on the Culture Jack Podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Anthony, and today we've got a ton of news we're going to be diving into. So thank you so much for checking out the podcast. And of course, if this is your first time following, make sure and hit the follow button. All right, guys. So today I'm going to cover some of this is older news. Uh, some of it's recent. And then we've got kind of a conglomeration of items in between. Excited to be uh, talking about some of this stuff, though. Let's uh, kick it off with a little bit of news from Screen Rant. Uh, the Boys Season 3, every confirmed living super and their powers explain. Amazon's The Boys has more supers than just Homelander and the rest of the seven. Here is every living super in season three and what their powers are. Now, if you're not familiar, the boys is an incredible show um, available on Amazon. And we're heading into season three here relatively soon, which prompted uh, for, for a little bit of a conversation here. So we've got starlight, AKA Annie January starlight is one of the members of the seven and is also aligned with the boys. She is recruited. Let's see where's her powers to get Hold on here. Hold on. I don't know why it just took me over there. Start the article. Hold on. All right, here we go. Sorry. Uh, Starlight and her electrical powers are still a part of the seven. We know Homelander's in it. Queen Meave is just as strong as ever, but now has more power with the team. The Deep can speak to sea creatures, but wasn't welcomed back into the Seven, as we know. A-Train has regained most of his super speed and is part of the team again. Soldier Boy will be introduced in Season 3 as a super strong World War II veteran. We have Victoria Newman. Head-exploding powers were revealed in the finale of Season 2. We also have Kimiko. Uh is still around and putting a beat down on the storm front. We've got Cindy and her telekinetic powers are now roaming free. That was one of the characters that you did get to see. And Love Sausage is confirmed to return in season three. Black Noir is believed to still be alive despite his nut allergy. Stormfront is alive but immobilized heading into season three. Season two, we also got introduced to Sharpshooter, Eagle, the archer. Homelander's son, Ryan, is still alive, too, and developing his powers. We also got introduced to Gecko, a former friend of Starlight, who can regenerate. Ezekiel's stretchy body is still around after season one. We also saw the gun-toting soup known as Gunpowder. Atlanta, new official super, Nubian Prince. Drummer Boy is believed to still be around after season two. And the same for the big game and several other references. Crimson Countess could finally be introduced in season three after her name drop. And maybe even Tech Knight will join the boys as well. So that's kind of the lineup for the boys season three. It's I, I am so excited for this. I love the boys. I think that uh, it is... Well done, of course, uh, based on 
a very successful comic and and whatnot, but the way that they got the characters to align with the comic and to make it feel uh, quasi realistic, if these people were real, I mean, they're going to be greedy, they're going to be selfish, they're gonna they're gonna do things and say things that are just wild. And the boys, in my mind, have uh, encapsulated that. If there were superheroes, we would see goofy things, and and we would have people that want to hurt them and that. Uh, will get hurt by them and everything in between. So again, if you guys haven't seen the boys, you got to take some time, go over to Amazon, catch up. You got two seasons, not for kids at all, um, but also enjoyable. Uh, The next item I have, this was pretty big news throughout the week. And I've skimmed through a couple of articles. Uh, Let's see here. And that is Miss Amelia Clark talks secret invasion. So in an article with comicbook.com, she kind of divulged why she wanted to go over and her reasoning for why she signed with the up and coming Disney plus secret invasion series to become a, a part of the MCU, the former game of Thrones standout praised Marvel studios for being so on cutting edge of the game, describing them as the apple of this world. She admitted that part um, that she wanted to be a part of the family and somewhat akin to the cool kid in the crowd. This is a direct quote. And that is, I just think that that they're doing right now is so exciting and so cool. And so on the cutting of it, uh, the cutting edge of it, I feel like they are like apple of this world to be a part of a family that feels like, Oh my God, I'm a cool kid in the crowd. That's so cool. Honestly speaking, the people that are making this are what push me over the line to really wanting to do it. I just think everyone's heart and heads are in the right place. Clark looked back to her childhood and reminisced on how Spider-Man was the first origin story. She could remember loving as a kid. Those comics opened up a bigger world in her mind, and now she seems ecstatic being allowed into that with the MCU. Here's another quote from Amelia. I grew up reading fantasy fiction, so I know that's not the same as the actual comic book itself, but that was where my imagination lived. And so then reading about superheroes for the first time, I'm pretty sure it was like Superman. That was my first ever. And Spider-Man. I kind of thought he was pretty cool, Spider-Man was the first origin story that I remember as a child reading and being like, oh, wow. This is more than what's just on the page. This is a bigger world and being allowed into that. She goes deeper into the acting profession, her real understanding the scope of this world happening when she started doing comic cons and embracing the massive fandom. My true understanding of the scope and the world happened when I started doing Comic-Cons, that's when I was like, oh my God, where have all of you been? This is madness. There's so much. There's so much there. And then obviously, now the rise of the blockbuster movie, specifically only being comics, that the entire space encompasses. No longer do you have to have a blockbuster movie with all the movie stars and, and movies and IPs and everything else. So she goes on to to explain how she's such a Marvel fan and that she 
is excited and wants to be a part of Marvel and obviously in this case, secret invasion. So I, 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 and maybe I'm wrong, but it's a very open and inviting welcome to her as well as I read probably four or five articles covering this different variations, different quotes, um, different, I guess, explanations or, synopsis of where reporters or where writers are are uh, categorizing and, and displaying her commitment to Marvel and, and what she can do. And there's so many freaking rumors. That's what's so great about it. Amelia Clark being um, one of the showrunners from Game of Thrones and then a little bit of silence. We know she's coming out with a comic book. We know she's she was going to be a part of the MCU and now being announced with the secret invasion and everything in between that's that's huge news that's that's big stuff guys and exciting stuff for that as well i'm i'm excited to uh uh see what what we have in store for uh her character and and how far is she going to go is she going to go beyond secret invasion so forth and so on so um gizmodo reports titans season three premieres in august with new villains and new heroes super stoked i've talked about this several times if you haven't seen titans and you like the uh semi-hardcore superhero that's mature rating a little bit of drama uh, a little bit of this a little bit of that but a lot of cool characters and a fun show check it out it's on hbo max and it looks like season three will hit streaming August of 2021. Super freaking stoked for that. It will be running against. Now, this is a show, mind you, not a not a movie. But it's going to be going up against uh, Suicide Squad to some degree. Suicide Squad's one movie. This is going to have several episodes. I'm skimming through. I don't think, yeah, they did not announce the episodes in this article. But nonetheless, I am super excited. In fact, they didn't even really mention some of the uh, the bad guys. I don't think it's out quite yet, but we obviously know that we've got Dick Grayson coming back, Starfire, Raven, Beast Boy, and Hawk, and and I'm sure many, many more. I think Red Hood is going to be in this. I believe I read that in a uh, previous article in regards to the boys, or uh, not the boys, Titan Season 3, which is super cool because you got Todd who takes off. There's a bunch of stuff happening if you guys didn't catch uh, season two that's that's really noteworthy and uh should be reviewed let's uh let's keep going we got a lot of bases to cover uh craven the hunter finally gets a character and the respect it was funny because there was speculation around craven the hunter uh, i know that i read several articles about keanu reeves doing it and speculating some other actors it's been announced Ladies and gentlemen, you may remember him from Age of Ultron. Aaron Tyler Johnson is going to be Craven the Hunter, which is cool. Actually, I like that cat. You may also remember him, I believe, and I could be wrong. I believe he was also in Kick-Ass. I could be wrong, though. Now I'm second-guessing myself. Anyway, so we do have a actor tied to Craven the Hunter, finally. So we can cut the speculation, all of the guessing, and everything in between. And uh, now we know. Um, let's keep going. Uh, let's see. It looks like Green Lantern finds its director, Lee Toadlin Krager. 
Uh, Jeremy Irving confirms Alan Scott role. So Green Lantern, I think we've talked about this. Dustin and I, or Archie and I have talked about this time and time again. Uh, Green Lantern has a show coming to HBO. We know it's in production. It's been announced or pre-production. I should say it's been announced and it's kind of important for, in my opinion, for DC because as we all know, the Green Lantern came out with Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds shit on it. So did a lot of other people because the story wasn't good. Kind of a hokey, hokey situation. But the Green Lantern does play a fairly significant role in the DC universe. And for us not to have anything in that world at this point kind of sucks. So I'm excited to see uh, what comes of that here in the near future. And another item uh, that recently, a couple of things. One, did you guys catch the internals, the Eternals trailer? Yes, I hope so. Anyways, I watched the Eternals trailer. I've talked to a couple of people that have watched it. They sure left the doors wide open for speculation. And where, like, there's just so many unanswered questions, which is good. It is a good thing because then people are kind of drawn into either researching it or asking questions or going to social media sites or what have you, or of course going to the comics. And with seeing Kit Harrington on there, that was, I saw so much news into that because he's going to be playing the character Black Knight. And of course you don't see, you don't see much. It's just a, a I believe it was like a quick two second pan shot with Kit Harrington. And it's funny because after reading through several articles in which I was going to discuss today, um, but I just got, I went down a freaking rabbit hole because of all of the crazy notable mentions that it's so great to see Kit Harrington back on the screen from Game of Thrones. It's like, okay, um, will he be doing this? Will he be doing that? Well, Black Knight, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, calm down. Well, what about the Eternals during the snap? And what about this thing is going about 800 different directions at this time obviously as we get closer we get more trailers we watch the movie it's going to dissolve the rumors or solidify them depending on what what rumors they are and of course what direction they go i think it's uh it looks cool again i i I wish they would have did a broader or more in-depth trailer, but we know what's coming. We know that uh, the guys over at Disney, Kevin Feige, the team—they're not going to let us down. We're going to get—we're going to get some more, uh, some more trailer love here soon enough. Um, in additional news, this is pretty pretty damn big, and that is Amazon buys MGM Studios for eight dollar or eight dollars, eight point four five billion, acquiring James Bond, Rocky, Tomb Raider, and. A lot of other IPs such as Stargate and, and and many others. And this is just really, really going back to conversations again that we've had to where these guys are out seeking and either are trying to partner, merge, purchase, whatever it takes to create their little media conglomerates. And in this case, Amazon's got a pretty big window under its belt with picking up all of those ITs thus allowing them to run with those ITs on their streaming service, which they really needed because Amazon doesn't have a bunch. I mean, 
You look at you look at Disney and Disney is doing well because of the current IPs that they have and they can spin it off. Now, Disney, in my opinion, Disney itself is limited because of that, but they have such strong IPs that they they're doing damn well. Now, if you look at the Disney full circle where they, you know, offer ESPN two and and Hulu, then it expands them even bigger. Now, Netflix obviously is Netflix and they've done very well and they're, they're broadening their uh, horizons and they're growing things out, which is awesome. HBO max. I feel like has some strong ass IPs. They have, um, they've got an exciting lineup for 2021. Um, and we'll, we'll have to see now. Amazon does have some strong IPs, uh, but they don't have the collection that these other guys have. They don't have the depth that these other guys have. And now who knows? I mean, with picking up some of these, you know, Tomb Raider, Rocky, James Bond, Stargate, and others, if they strategically create whatever it is they're trying to create with those characters and more, then I think they may have a chance. But, you know, time will tell, I guess. Time will tell. Uh, let's see. What else do we got? Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, uh, this this is actually fun news. I I read this several times over, and I know I, and I know many of you probably have as well. Mister Henry Cavill is going to be in Highlander, and if you haven't seen Highlander, the original with Sean Connery and Christopher Lambert, you got you got to watch it if if you have the time to do so. But what came to my mind when I saw this uh, past my uh, I think I saw it on social media, I, I believe. Anyways, it's funny because as I'm as I'm sitting here, I'm like, wait a second, this dude Henry Cavill uh, played Superman several times. He's been in a Mission Impossible movie, was in a Guy Ritchie movie, The Man of Uncle was in, and he's in a bunch of other things. But he's also the star of Witcher, CD Projekt Red, Netflix. Love the show. And now he's going to be Highlander. I'm like, this dude is following, like, into some epic characters. And this dude's going to have a bunch of guys in their mid-30s to mid, probably mid-40s, late 40s. They're going to have man crushes on him because they're hitting all of these, like, iconic characters. I mean, he just, like, Superman. Superman's one of the most iconic and most recognized characters in comic history, period. And then you have The Witcher, which The Witcher is The Witcher, man. I mean, collectively, one of one of the best games CD, CD, CD Projekt Red has ever produced and one of the best games in the market um, for, for genre. Uh, and, and again, he's done other things, but now thinking like if they came out with a badass Highlander movie, it's like, Jesus, dude, what else, you know, like, what else are you going to go jump on the uh, Willow Disney plus show, or you're going to jump on some of these other, some of these other things. I don't know. I just, it came to mind like that. And I was like, this is, this is absolutely crazy, but also absolutely exciting. I, I, I do. I love it. I love to see uh, him be successful and, and he's done a hell of a job. All right, all right. Let's let's move away from movie news. I feel like uh, running almost twenty minutes into the movies. Let's talk a little bit about game news and specifically 
the genre of games. E3 2021 schedule has been revealed, says comingsoon.net. So let's take a look. So, and this is this is coming pretty quick. So if you're listening to this uh, the day it comes out, we've got a little bit of time and then E3's out. So Saturday, June 12th is the launch of E3, 10 a.m. Pacific time. There will be the pre-show. 12 Ubisoft press conference. So Ubisoft is started is launching this year. Um on the 12th, there's also supposed to be a press conference from Gearbox, and then after that session with Game Beat. Uh the 13th on Sunday, there's going to be an 8:45 a.m. pre-show, followed up by a 9:30 a.m. 24 entertainment event. 10 a.m. We have Xbox and Bethesda game showcase. I am fucking stoked, and I'm sure you are too. That let's see what the boys got in store for us. Now it's cool that the merger happened. Actually, it's it's, it's incredible that the merger happened between Bethesda and Microsoft. Can't say, can't say enough good things. Can't say enough good things about seeing all those games come into Game Pass and all of that. Let's see what you boys are up to for the future. Uh, 11 a.m. PC gaming show. 12.15 p.m. Square Enix press conference, 4 p.m. Future Game Show, and then in an unknown time, Warner Bros. is jumping in. So we're going to see some new Batman stuff, some new Injustice. Some What, what are we going to see? Uh, Monday, June 14th, we've got another 8 a.m. pre-show, and then the rest of these are unknown times. Uh, but we do have some shows from Take-Two Interactive, Mythical Games, Freedom Games, Razor, Capcom, Verizon, and Television. And then to wrap the show up, June 15th, we've got another pre-show at 8. 9 a.m., Nintendo Direct and Nintendo Treehouse live event. Again, 9 a.m. on the 15th. Followed up with uh, three more shows with Unknown Times. We've got Bandai Namco show and then Eureka Games show. I'm assuming ending with the official E3 2021 awards show in which, you know, your boys here on Culture Jack. We're going to be talking about some of those award winners as it comes out. So that is the lineup for the 2021 E3. And let's see, the full E3 2021 schedule has finally been revealed just over a week. Um, It's obviously not the typical show since they're not taking over Los Angeles. But it is some sort of gathering with press conferences and reveals nonetheless. The ESA gave the schedule. Okay. And then it will be reduced to to whatever the event capacity is for viewing if you're going to do it in person. I'm excited to just see this thing being put online and to see, you know, to see what what new is coming out. I was hoping to see some rock star, rock star news. But to see Xbox and Bethesda showcase, that is exciting for me and like i said it's coming pretty quick so we will have to uh we'll have to see what they have in store for us if there's anything on the list comment down below if there's uh anything that you wanted to see on here that you did not see in the lineup with uh e3 you know i mean we, we got some ubisoft gearbox some bethesda some square Enix. Razor, Capcom, Mythical Games, Take-Two, Bandai, Eureka, a little bit of Nintendo love, and then, of course, the Game Awards. 
I think that's that's uh, it for gaming news. We talked some movie news, talked a little bit about uh, games as a whole. Let's dive into a couple of things that I have been watching. Just dropped. Just dropped. Sweet tooth. So the brand new show on Netflix called Sweet Tooth, which is, of course, <coughs> Jesus, excuse me, which is, of course, a uh, adaptation from Sweet Tooth, a comic from D.C., much highly anticipated because Mr. Robert Downey Jr. and his wife are tied to it. And, of course, the story as a whole is uh, been being hyped up. I mean, this show in, in a very short uh, explanation, I guess, is an event, a pandemic-style event happens, which uh, infects and hurts a lot of people, but causes a hybrid uh, for the next generation of people and and it causes conflict and a, and a bunch of cool stuff has happened so far. I've made it in a handful of that well, less than a handful of episodes made it through quite a few episodes. It's fun. I mean, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it so far. I, I think it's, uh, I think it's something different. Um, I, I like the way that it's shot. I like the characters in it. So overall, in my opinion, it's a win thus far. So, you know, we'll have to see. I've not finished it. I think I'm almost halfway through. And uh, yeah, so anyway, Sweet Tooth, the original comic was done by Jeff Lim, uh, Lemer and Jose Vela Rebulia, Rebua. Um, and the comic itself ran, I believe, from 2019 to 2020. And it's it does have that post-apocalyptic, like, shits at the fan Kind of vibe. Worth watching. Check it out on Netflix. Uh, the other show that I caught up on, well, I shouldn't say caught up on, that I started watching uh, intermittently throughout the last week or two is Preacher, available on Hulu. I, uh, I, I've i wanted to watch it. I, It's different. It's definitely different. I do own some Preacher comics. I didn't follow it that close from a comic standpoint. Um, but yeah, the original release for Preacher was May 22nd, 2016 to, uh, September 29th, 2019. So I don't know that they're making any more, but I believe that they're, or maybe they are. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, again, it was on my list of, uh, check it out. I have started to check it out. It's, you know, I don't know. I want to like it. And I just got to give it more time. It's one of those shows, in my opinion. Um, you may not know, though, that it was developed by Sam Caitlin, Seth Rogen, and Evan Goldberg. And Preacher, the show, stars Dominic Cooper, Joe Gilgan, Ruth Nega, Ian Coletta, Graham McTavish, Julianne Emery, Rip Torrens, and many more. So if you're if you want to look and check into something a little different, a little dark, a little cynical, check out Preacher. Again, I think that is on Hulu. Oh, and another show that I started watching. This show is actually fucking funny. It's called Future Man. Uh, I watched a couple episodes of this as well just to see what it was. 
and I enjoyed it. It's so goofy um, and funny, and it stars Josh Hutcherson from uh, the hell was it from? I can't believe I just skipped my mind. Anyways, it's got a bunch of funny characters, funny stories, uh, a bunch of uh, actors that you'll you'll uh, be like, "What the hell are they doing in here?" I mean, you got Haley Joel Osment in there, you got Keith David, Seth Rogen has a has has a piece of it, uh, and several others. It's just it, it's a fun sci fi goofy show and there's been several scenes where i'm like they're not going to do that and they do it so again check that out that's future man i believe that is an apple plus exclusive show so if you haven't seen it just watch the trailer on it i think i I think you'll get the idea from there and and again i think it's an enjoyable show i've i've loved it so far but i've been trying to switch it up over the last couple of weeks i uh wanted to catch a couple of these shows that i've been meaning to watch and thought, okay, let's watch a couple of episodes of Preacher, see if we get that momentum going. Uh, got some momentum going there, and, and then we took a break, watched a couple episodes of Future Man, and like I said, now we're watching uh, Sweet Tooth, but we'll we'll jump back and uh, catch up on some of those other shows as well. Um, in video games for me, over the last couple of weeks, I've only played two video games. Yeah, two video games. Plants vs. Zombies with my little boy. He's loving it. He likes to play teams. He likes to to talk about all this stuff. He likes to in, he likes to act out the characters from Plants vs. Zombies. So I'll get to play a pea shooter on the video game and in person. And uh, the, the same for him where we reverse roles as zombies. Regardless, it's a fun time. It, re, it really is. That game, I, I can't believe because I myself, like probably many of you, played Plants vs. Zombies when it was big. And then they got into garden warfare and they got into all this shit. I just like the old school plans versus zombies. Simple. You have to think, you have to build stuff, you have to get around and whatnot. Anyways, playing that. The other game I played, which was absolutely incredible. There's a couple more and I'll uh, build it up a little bit and probably do a full episode on this. Oculus Rift 2. Or or what the fuck is it? Oculus Rift Quest 2 or Oculus Quest 2. Oculus Quest 2. Uh, Creed VR, absolutely incredible. You guys have to, if you have a VR headset or if you have a friend, um, you have to do the PC VR link and go into Steam and use this. It is so worth the time. Uh, I played shit probably an hour the first time and holy shit, the next day was my back fucking sore and I could feel that thing all throughout my body of me just putting it through doing doing the punching the dodging the bobbing the weaving you got sly stallone you can look over at him you're like hey sly beat up the dude or get beaten up um absolutely fun and uh overall overall a good game if that again is your style i feel like some of these games are not a catch-all kind of game i don't know that everyone would want to play uh such a physically demanding game that's boxing and yada yada yada. i love the shit out of it and i'm gonna keep playing it super fun game Check it out if you have the ability to do so. Or, again, you can go online and check uh, to see what I'm talking about. Creed VR. Check it out. That's all I got, guys. Uh, Weekend Wired. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Uh, Tomorrow, we will have an all-new Monday Madness here on the Culture Jack Podcast. Uh, There's a ton 
of additional news that we will be covering here. There's just so much going on right now. It's it's crazy. It's just it seems like uh, for me, start reading into this. Three other things come out over here. Start reading on that. Can't cover everything in the in the weekend wire or in the uh, news desk here, but we try to cover the stuff that is relevant to the podcast, to you, the listeners, and so much more. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, hit the follow button. And we'll talk to you in the next episode.